Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Uh, thank you very much for your liberality this morning. Before service starts, we got a testimony. Had an event last night at our extreme. Uh, first one of many. We just started him back up. Walter's going to come give a testimony. Give him a hand as he comes this morning. Hey, uh, so uh, had our first extreme uh, last night. It was a pretty good uh, time. Uh, it was a lot of good music. Uh, did our skits, uh, had some testimonies, and uh, it was pretty good. I felt God moving through the whole thing, and uh, I just felt like it was it was a pretty good time to get the word out and uh, get the message out that uh, about the things that people look to, like as far as like drugs, alcohol, you know. All, all the worldly things that the devil is moving behind and just showing them that that's not going to like, that's not going to um, benefit them eternally, you know, spiritually, all that stuff is not, it's not going to benefit them. Jesus is what really is going to benefit, you know, your heart and everything. So it was pretty good. The message that we put out, the music that was performed, all the talent, it was pretty good. And, uh, I had a good time and just, I just, it was pretty good. I felt God moving through that service, through the show the whole time. And uh, it was a pretty good time. I enjoyed it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I think you said it four or five visitors last night. It's always wonderful to have that. Amen. So if you get your Bibles, Mark chapter 2, Mark 2. Uh, I was inspired uh, to preach this sermon by, I think, two weeks ago. Brother Ryan was doing a Iron Sharpens Iron on labeling. And I asked him, I said, hey, can I steal that little illustration? I want to use it in the sermon. He said, yeah, absolutely, go ahead. So I did, amen, so I'm going to preach it this morning. But when you go to Walmart, you walk down the water aisle, you see all kinds of different brands of water. There's Watermark, there's a, a Finta, there's Dasani, Dasani uh, Nestle, Pure Life, Deer Park, Smart Water, Voss, uh, Fiji. You know, the water's basically the same. Uh, it's the containers and the labeling that's different. Now, there'll be those people that tell you this water's better than that water, but really it's just water. It's pretty much all the same, but the bottling and the labeling is the difference. Amen. If you uh, buy the Walmart brand and uh, the Member Mark uh, brand, uh, you got to be careful, you squeeze it too tight, you're going to spill the water, probably spilled over yourself, amen. Well, if you buy the Voss, the Fiji, uh, the Sani, uh, the plastic's harder, no worries of spilling it on yourself uh, and wasting the water, but there's a, there's a, there's a sermon here, Jesus uh, picks it up in our text, Jesus talks about bottling and labeling and the water, the wine that's put into them, so that mind, let's go to Mark chapter 2, with verse, 1 verse, verse 22. It said, No one pours new wine into the old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the, the wineskin will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Father, I'm asking you this morning for your dominion and favor. God, I need your anointing this morning. I pray, God, anoint the words. God, I pray, God, give us dominion. God, your spirit be with us today. I bind the powers of hell, the demonic, God, that would try to uh, frustrate 
God, I break his power. God, I'm asking you, God, for your anointing. God's people to say, amen. So I'm going to preach on wineskins this morning. Now, wineskins may not mean a whole lot to us. We may not even know what that is, but in the Bible times, it was a part of life. In the Bible times, wineskins would be with everybody. Uh, the older, the younger, they traveled, went to school, went on a trip, uh, that have wineskins. What wineskins are is that, uh, uh, containers that they would carry their water in, their wine in, whatever they wanted to drink, but it was carried in these wine skins. Well, Jesus talks about putting wine in these skins, and wine is made from grapes. Uh, grapes uh, have natural sugars in them. To make these grapes into wine, yeast is added to them. Yeast converts the natural sugars into ethanol, uh, less it, uh Acid, carbon dioxide, these are chemicals, odorless chemicals. Uh, and, they're, and the job of these gases is to break down anything in the grapes uh, that's not needed to bring back or to bring forth pure wine. So that yeast has one job, uh, is to get into them uh, grapes and break down all the things that's just a waste, not needed, uh, that's going to give a, a, a bad taste to the wine. So... The job of that yeast is to break all that down and get rid of all that. You know, when wine is fermenting, when that yeast is breaking down those grapes, those gases are at work, uh, uh, there's a constant rumbling. Uh, there's a constant expanding depression. There's noise involved. I've, I've seen this when I was overseas. They, they'd always try to make their, uh, their own uh, stuff, and I'd watch it sometimes, and... I mean, very active. Uh, it's bubbling. There's noise. There, the expanding and depressing. The, the constant moving. You know, the wind in our text is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, salvation, uh, the kingdom of God's all there. You know, when Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is in you, it is very busy. When all this is living in you, there's a rumbling in the flesh. Uh, there's a purifying of the flesh. Uh, when Jesus is in you, the Holy Spirit. Uh, like the yeast, uh, uh, is in us, amen, purifying this flesh the best it can so that it can be a pure product at the end. Can you say amen? So there's a constant working of, this, of the Spirit uh, to bring forth righteousness, faith-filled, and changed people, Ephesians 5.27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spots or wrinkles or any such things, that she should be holy and without blemish. That's what's going on even right now. You're the wineskin. That's what's going on right now in you if you're saved. Titus 2.11, for by grace, or by the grace, by the grace of God that brings salvation, has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying and godliness worldly flesh, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself uh, that, we might re that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So that's what's going on right now. So when you feel the battle, when you feel the, the pressure to don't say that, don't do that, and be righteous, watch your words, be clean, that's what's going on. It's not just you, but the Spirit of God's working in you and trying to bring, bring forth some pure wine, if, if, so to speak. You know, but unlike the grapes, we have to be willing vessels this morning. 
willing servants, men and women that will want God more than anything else in life. Matthew 4, Jesus said, come and follow me. They were willfully following Jesus. Uh, they willfully uh, left everything behind. But this is a picture of salvation. When you and I surrender to God as a willfulness to leave the world behind the things of the world, and our main focus is on Jesus, the kingdom of God, laying it all down for the Lord. That's what it's talking about here. You know, once you say yes to Jesus, his word, his will must be surrendered to. Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built this house on a rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Here's a believer that simply gave himself to the word, heard the word, believed it, uh, gave himself to that word, and he ends up with a solid Christian life that when the devil brings storms and activity against him, he stood strong, she stood strong. Yeah. So we have to be willing to receive. You know, not all grapes can be used for making wine. You know, wine producers look for grapes that have thicker skin and are smaller in size. Grapes with thick skin and small in size are the product of the vine dresser. Uh, they are the results of the soil, the fertilizer, and the climate that the vine dresser uses to produce high-quality grapes. Uh, so what God is doing in the church and in the soil, the atmosphere, all that, he's trying to produce some good grapes here. You know, it takes about 600 grapes to make a single bottle of wine. It takes a, uh, a lot of thick skin, a small, in their own eyes, believers to build the church. Can you say amen? Uh, Jesus is speaking a good word to us here. Uh, you know, what makes grapes sour and unusable, though? One, they're immature, meaning they haven't ripened for some reason. They didn't take in the sun and nutrients needed to mature. Uh, Jesus is uh, speaking naturally, but spiritually it's the same. Uh, I've seen people here five years, ten years, and even longer in my Christian life as I've been places, and they just never matured. They never grew. They never became something that God can use, too. Uh, they have too much fruit and not enough sugar in them. Believers that don't ripe have too much of themselves and not enough of Jesus in them, one. You know, let us be believers this morning that are not full of self, uh, have too much of your own juice uh, uh, where God can't use you. Amen. Because uh, God wants to use us. God wants to move through us. But listen, uh, we, again, we have to be a willing vessel for this. Let's look secondly at the wineskin. Jesus said new wineskins or new wine, this glorious, wonderful life, changing power of God cannot work in old wineskins. So all that God is doing, the power, the wonder, the glory, uh, all that God would do has to be in new wineskins. Old wineskins will not work for this wonder, this purity that he's trying to bring forth, this pure product uh, called the church, the glorious work of God, the glorious church, uh, has to be done in new wineskins. Old wineskins will not work. Old wineskins are unconverted souls. 
Acts 3.19, Peter said, Repent, therefore be converted. Matthew 18, Jesus said, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you by no means may, uh, may or enter the kingdom of heaven. So unconverted simply means unchanged or no different than before. You know, my thought is, if you're not going to change, if you're not going to allow God to work in you, then why are you here? Because the definition of Christian is Christ-like. Uh, the reason I got saved, God sick of me. I had enough of this guy. I was destroying my own life. And so when I got saved, I started hearing the word of God. I wanted to change. I wanted to, uh, to get rid of this guy that was causing all this trouble. God helped me, changed me. And I've, I'm still like that today. God, give me a word that can help this guy. Give me a word. Let me read something. I can become more like Christ because that's the definition of a Christian being Christ-like. And that's what God's trying to accomplish in us. Acts 11, 26, and disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. You know, they were disciples before that. We kind of turned around today. But they were disciples because they were following Jesus. But as people begin to look a little closer at them, they called them Christians because they were just like Christ. They were preaching like Him. They were acting like Him, living like Him. They, so they called them Christians in Antioch because they they reflected Christ, Jesus, and yes, they were still disciples, but more than that, they were Christians. You know, first Peter in the midst of persecution, Peter encouraged them to conduct himself courageously uh, for the person and program of Christ. Both their character and conduct must be above reproach, he said, having been born again to a living hope, you are to imitate the Holy One who has called you. The fruit of their character and conduct rooted in submission. Wives submit to your husbands, husbands to wives, and Christians to one another. So Peter's talking to the Christians here. Uh, they're under heavy persecution that time, but they're still being believers, still being Christians. I mean, everything that in life that can come against them, everything that hell can throw at them, uh, I mean, they're under the under the gun, if you read the book, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, but the, he said, live right. Jesus is in you. Uh, uh, you're the new wine. Let that shine. And, and they were. 1 Peter 4, do not think it strange concerning the fiery darts, which will try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice as partakers of the suffering of Christ. Uh, forget the what's happening. I know we can't just forget it, but the greater thing is uh, you're a part of Christ's suffering. What you're going through, uh, you can make it because Christ already went through it. Romans 12.3, For I say, though, the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. You know, the wineskin is almost as important as the wine itself. So when they're making the wine, uh, they are looking for good wineskins. If they're, if they're a business person, they, uh, as they're making this wine, they go through the whole process of, you know, uh, getting these grapes in a grape press and breaking them down, putting the yeast in. This is a process. Yeah, they're not going to pour it in any old wineskin. 
They need a good wineskin. They need a, something that can hold this pure wine that they've just brought forth. So they're looking for a good wineskin. So uh, the wineskin is almost just as important as the wine itself. You know, the first thing that people see is the bottle, right? You know, have you ever been walking down the road and you see a, a bottle of water just in the dirt? How many have seen that? It's all dirty, the, uh, half the package ripping off of it. Uh, I don't care how thirsty you are, you're not going to pick it up and drink it. You may be, uh, maybe if nobody's around, you may take a couple looks, wipe it off and drink it. I don't know, but, but for the most part, we're not going to drink it because it looks nasty. Is it dirty? It's uh, filthy. We're not going to pick that up and drink it. Uh, that's the thought here. You know, when you're unconverted, call yourself a believer but still bitter, unforgiving, hateful, lustful, rebellious, addicted to something unclean. Uh, you're the old wineskin. You're the dirty bottle. And listen, nobody wants to hear from you when you're living like that. You can't minister when that's your life. And uh, Jesus, that's why we want healthy, good wineskins here. 1 Corinthians 6. Paul's dealing with some unconverted souls here. He said, do, not, uh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, nor fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexual sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, people don't pay their tithe and give, uh, uh, no, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Paul just flat puts it out there. <laughs> There's all these, uh, uh, no doubt he's probably looking at some unconverted souls. Amen. I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but they got all these issues. Paul said, listen, don't think that you're going to make heaven your home looking like this. Don't think that God's just going to wink and turn his head and let you slide in. That's not happening. Unconverted souls will not make heaven their home. You know, when you go down the water aisle in the store, again, you see a lot of different aisles uh, or labels. There's uh, uh, Member Mark, uh, Dasani, Nestle, Pure Life, Deer Mark, Smart Water, Foss, Fuji, uh, Fiji, I mentioned a few. What is your label in church? When people walk in this church, what is your label? Is it loving people, giver, righteousness, or is it unforgiveness? Bitter, hateful, stubborn, unclean. What's your label? How do you carry yourself? What do they see when they look at you? Because that is the real deal this morning. That uh, We all carry a label, so to speak. You know, when God finds fully converted souls, he will pour all that he is in that, in that wineskin. His power, his dominion, his anointing, uh, amen, will all be put in that person so we can make impact on people, cities, nations. God has no problem. He, he, I, he greatly enjoys filling new wineskins. Somebody say amen. Help me out a little bit. Amen, oh my, whichever one you want to say. You know, Jesus' disciples, Peter, James, and some of the rest were converted. Listen to the words here, Mark or Matthew 4.18. And Jesus, walking by the sea, 
saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew's brother casting a net to see if they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will, follow, and I will make you fishermen. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, uh, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending a net, and he called them, and immediately they left their boats and their father followed him. Amen. So this is true conversion. They heard the call. They said, Jesus, you're more important than anything in life. And, I, and this is simply a picture of how we respond to God when we get saved, uh, his calling, his voice is more, more important than anything else we have in life. Jesus, you're first. You know, I marked down a few things. When somebody is converted, they leave the world behind and they're all in, one, right? If we're converted, if we're Christians, we have to leave the world behind and embrace the kingdom of God. That's what being a Christian is all about. Two, when somebody is converted... It is God, I'm available to be used whenever and wherever I'm needed. When I got saved, I became available in the kingdom of God. Uh, I, after I was in the church for a while, Pastor, what do you want me to do? What, what needs to be done? That was my heart. That's a picture of conversion this morning. Uh, I want to be used. When somebody's converted... They want to be a blessing in the house of God to their brethren. When somebody's converted, they give, they sacrifice, they lay down their lives, uh, uh, amen, for God. When somebody's converted, they're into laboring and building the church. These are just acts of conversion here. When somebody is converted, they're, they're, uh, they're forgiving, helpful. They're good examples in the house of God. When somebody's converted, they're faithful. They live clean. When somebody's converted, they want to reach souls for the kingdom. When somebody's converted, they're all about the kingdom of God. They love God more than they love their job, their house, their career, uh, and life itself. Come on, that's conversion when somebody said, God, I love you more than anything in life. And when I got saved, that was the picture when I said, God, uh, if you can do anything this God, I'm giving it all to you. Let me look thirdly. Let's talk about the outcome. So I really want to focus on. So we talked about a new wineskin, old wineskin. Let's talk about the outcome. In Jesus' day, the, the wineskin were very essential and carried by all. They were the bottle of that day. I mean, like we carry water bottles around, a Pepsi can, whatever, Coke, whatever. You, that was the wineskin. It was essential for the traveler. You would never... Travel on a road without a wineskin because that wineskin could be life or death uh, uh, in a moment for a traveler. But everybody carried it. It was common. It was like a lunch bag for the kids. Uh, it was in your bag as, as you're going to work, as you're going through life. It, that was a part of life back then. That's what you had. You know, in the kingdom of God, the wineskins are very essential or very important how we keep ourselves spiritually can be life or death. You know, wineskins can be and will be powerfully used in the kingdom of God 
They have the kingdom of God living and working in them. They have kingdom dominion. Uh, and then they can be poured out to satisfy and to bless others. Uh, that's a new wineskin. New wineskins are people in the church that, I mean, they're all about God. They're filled with God's power and glory. God, use me. God, do whatever you want through my life. And God will. God looks for people like that where he can pour his spirit in, the kingdom of God, the power of God in. The old wineskins, unconverted believers, will one day explode spiritually. Now, that's, that's, that's scary to me. Now, I'll home in on this. Uh, so the old wineskins will one day explode uh, uh, spiritually, and everyone will see the ruins. Old wineskin, uh, unfaithful, bitter, carnal, whatever words you want to put in, the old wineskin will damage the kingdom of God. It said the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskin will be ruined. How many times have we seen that? Somebody gets saved, God's doing a work, and all, and, and for some reason they don't receive anything that God's wanting to do. They don't be, become part of what God's doing. They just get to be this old wineskin at time. It's all, it's all gone. I'm going to look at this a little closer here in a second. But let me ask you, are you a new wineskin this morning or are you an old wineskin? Let me say it like this. Are you a blessing to the church, serving, helping, or are you ready to explode from bitterness, hatred, selfishness, unforgiveness, flesh, uncleanness? We can add some stuff on. Which one are we this morning? Are we a, a, a wineskin that God's looking for? Let me pour my spirit. Let me use them powerfully. Or, or are you the other? Which one are you this morning? You know, wineskins are made out of animal skins. To keep the wineskin usable, they would rub oil up and down all over it with olive oil. And what this olive oil would do, it just soften the skin. It would keep the skin soft. So once that wine was poured in, especially if it wasn't done fermenting, as it expanded and kind of, you know, depressed, and expand, it, would, it would be able to contain it. It wouldn't blow up, wouldn't all spill out, but it was able to, uh, because of oil, there's a soft texture to it. It was, uh, there's something about it that made it usable. But the oil was critical for that. You in the church, the oil is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is faithful every serve to rub oil where it's needed. You feel it even reading your Bible. How many's been just in a sermon, God just begins to deal with you, that's what I'm talking about. The oil is trying to uh, massage that word into your spirit that you can be used, that God can still pour his spirit out in you. Reading your Bible, I was in my Bible this morning as I've come to church, the same thing. Uh, I, you know, I heard the word this morning in, uh, in Amos where God won't do anything before he tells his prophets. I mean, just a word sometimes that just gets down in there, just kind of massages it, doesn't it? Gets down in there, loosens stuff up where you can be used for God. You know, as wineskins got older, oil was needed especially for this. You know, when you're a new convert, everything's exciting. Prayer, reading your Bible, evangelism, giving, uh, your faith, it's all, it's all wonderful, right? Come on. I mean, you're, you're charged up and ready for everything. It doesn't matter what, past, what the challenge is, what the, you're there. You're there as an excitement. I want to do something for God. And, 
and we need all of that. When you get a little bit older as a Christian, the Holy Spirit's working overtime. <laughs> Rubbing oil all over, amen, trying to keep you loosened up a little bit. But let me say this to older Christians. You have to work with the Holy Ghost. We know when we're speaking the wrong word, right? We know what's acceptable and unacceptable. We know what's holy and what's not holy. We know what we're speaking when we know we're speaking wrong. We know when our heart's getting hard. We know how far uh, uh, we're, we're going too far sometimes. We know that we have to work with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we have to, uh, yes, uh, and give in to that conviction and do right. You know, the danger is the old wineskin can get to the place where it's no longer receives, accepts the oil, and the oil doesn't help any longer. I was reading up on these wineskins. They can get to the place where it doesn't matter how much oil you put on them. You can drench them. You can hold them under the bucket of water. Uh, it doesn't matter. They, they're, they're, that, that texture no longer will receive the oil. Jesus said the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskin will be ruined. That's a scary thought to me. That we can become, if we're not careful, we... Uh, uh, I, if we always go too far, say too much, do what we know we're not supposed to do too much. And this conviction of God can't get there anymore. Uh, uh, we can become this. You know, it's to our advantage to always keep the wineskin soft, pliable, and usable. You know, the wine gets better in time. How many's heard that statement? You know, they, hey, this wine's 30 years old, 50, 100 years, whatever. I don't drink wine, so, but. Anyway, you, you've heard of this wine. It gets better in time. That's scriptural, actually. It's got a spiritual application. Uh, Luke 5.39, this same story says, No man or and no one drinking, uh, having drunk old wine, immediately desires the new, for he says the old is better. There's a spiritual application here. In other words, Jesus said there's nothing greater or better than an older Christian that's still in love with God, still loving people, evangelizing, involved in the world of evangelism, living clean, doing right. There's nothing better. When you see an older person, older Christian, uh, that's still in love with God, still in love with the things of God, uh, just rejoicing in God, it gets, it gets better in time. There's something about that older convert, uh, the weight they carry in the house of God, just uh, uh, what they mean to the work of God. Jesus says, uh, so no man having drunk old wine immediately desires the new. Uh, uh, you like hanging around older converts that, that are solid, that get it, they love God, and they're nothing else. How many likes that? You like getting around believers like that? Yeah, I mean, the real deal. You know, older you get in the kingdom of God, more effective you can be. When you have years under your belt, you've been through everything. Listen, your words and your testimony can help people tremendously. There's nothing, uh, you know, there's nothing people can go through that you can't help them with. You know, what makes Chandler and Prescott so powerful is not Pastor Campbell's preaching, although he's a great preacher. Uh, but if you go in that church, there's people in there 20, 30, 40 years. 
But they, they've weathered the storms, man. They, they've been through all of it. They've heard. They've seen things come and go. But they're there. They love God. They're serving God. They have a joy. They have a grace and favor upon their life. That's what is building that church. I was talking to Pastor Greg Mitchell uh, Friday night, uh, and he's, we're just talking. He's telling me some, uh, we're talking about people in the church that I know, and just long-term people, man. Uh, they're, we're talking about evangelist Chris Hardy's on staff there now, but just their presence. He said they brought him on staff just to serve really the older people in the church that have labored, been there for years, and just the blessing there. I mean, just, I mean, older converts, listen to me. Uh, uh, you're not being passed by. You're powerfully, I mean, uh, you're a powerful instrument here. I mean, just your presence here, your kind words, your faithfulness speaks to all these newer converts. Carries a weight that far outweighs my preaching many times. Listen, keep yourself soft and pliable. Allow the Holy Spirit to keep you rubbed down with oil as you go through things. Don't allow your heart to be get bitter and angry and unforgiving and all these different things that can just harden up the harden up the wineskin. I've seen good Christians get hard-hearted. It's a it's a just a heartbreaking thing. You got a good, powerful wineskin here that can just you know hold the glory of God and run with it, do that, and all of a sudden because they went through something, they didn't forgive, they didn't get over it, they it just made them something they wasn't supposed to be. Don't let that be you this morning. Let me close here. I talked about the bottling of the wine. You know, again, grapes have to be turned into wine. They're not just automatic. There's a yeast that does that. The Holy Spirit, like that yeast, gets in us. Uh, as we come in, we're all carnal. Hey, none of us came in perfect. Come on. We still ain't there yet. The Holy Spirit gets in us uh, and begins to break down. That old sin nature begins to convict and begins to do what only he can do is that a pure product will come forth. But there's some grapes that just won't work because they're resisting the process. I'm trying to read about this just so I can get my mind around it, but you know the, uh, the vine dresser, he will handpick grapes that uh, this, is what, this is what I planted here. This is what I dressed here. These over here, I don't know what happened to them. Well, what happens, some reason, they can be on the same vine, but they refuse the nurturing. They're, they're, they're kind of hiding themselves from the sun that can help them develop. And I thought, man, that's a good picture there. Because in church, sometimes that's what we do. We hide from the conviction. We hide from the preaching. We don't want to hear that. Uh, we put our fingers in our ear, and we never develop. Listen, wineskins have to be rubbed down by the, by, by the oil. I don't care how good you are, you still need the oil. None of us have arrived. None of us are, uh, I don't have any issues. We all need the rubbing of the Holy Spirit. We need to respond to sermons. That's what the altar is for. We need uh, God to, uh, to come and meet with us, speak to us. That, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. And lastly, the outcome 
of your life will be what you allow the Spirit of God to do in you. There's no surprise uh, down the road when, uh, when you end up, whether you're new or old, wineskin here, uh, you become that by choices. Nobody just become an old wineskin and just blew up and backslid and got all bitter and nasty overnight. No, they just stopped hearing from God. They stopped fellowship with the people. They stopped doing what they know for what's right. Well, that's just the natural process is you're, you know, you're not going to be what God wants you to be. And, I mean, the wine poured in there, God's still trying, but the wine skin burst and it's all spoiled, all gone. Don't let that be you. Let's bow our heads this morning. What is your label?